0: Uh, 25 days, we began this last week, 25 days on a journey together, five uh, days a week for five weeks, and some of you are in the room today, and you're like, oh my goodness, I wasn't here last week, so I missed it. No, 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 you didn't miss it. The beauty of this journey is you can begin it at any point. You can begin it today and begin this journey towards 25 days. And they say it takes 21 days to create a new pattern or rhythm or habit in your life. And uh, we're extra credit kind of people. You're extra credit kind of people because you're in the room. So you're going 25 with us, right? So how's it going? You doing all right? 25 days? Some of you are like, yes. Some of you have fallen behind a little. It's okay. It's all right. Um, I I heard this from, from someone before. If you miss one, don't miss two. If you miss one, don't miss two. And some of you are like, I missed two days, Matt. But if you miss one week, don't miss two. See what we're doing? Listen, you've got a decision to make. All of us make decisions on a daily basis. And the decisions we make are moving us in a certain Direction, and so this journey for us, we use this this uh, passage of scripture from Luke, Luke chapter two, verse fifty-two, and it says this: Jesus grew in wisdom, and in stature, in favor with God and with all the people. And we're we're using this outline, this frame, four different areas of life. And we asked you last week, I asked you last week to consider maybe one or two of these areas that you might want to move in a a new direction, a healthier direction than where you've been going in the past. And so uh, here are the four different areas kind of listed, wisdom, stature, with God, and with others. And some of us need all of these. Can I get an amen? Some of us need good, healthy movement in all of these areas. I do, Um, but sometimes it's overwhelming. So if you need to pick one or two, just pick one or two. Wisdom is about our mind and the decisions we make. And last week, I gave you a couple of examples from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a great book about wisdom. James in the New Testament is a great book about wisdom that helps us make good decisions. How's it going in your decision-making this year? You making some good decisions? Some of you are like, oh don't ask the hard questions. <laughs> you can make better decisions. Did you know that? You and I, can we can make better decisions. And one of the ways we can make better decisions is we can surround ourselves with people who are more experienced than we are to help us make better decisions, right? So you can do this. You can, you can take a step in your wisdom. What about your stature? How are you doing in your stature? Um, taking steps maybe to become a more healthy person. Uh, maybe it's Walking, maybe you've started walking this year. Um, walking isn't just good for your physical self, it's good for your emotional self. Did you know that? You know, sometimes we get overwhelmed and we feel depressed and overcome with certain things in our life. And I would tell you, this isn't the only thing that can help, but it's one of the things that, that can help. Go on a walk. Get out and just take a walk. Sometimes walking can help clear your mind in a way. And sometimes you need more than that. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but sometimes a walk can help you Uh, not just physically, but also your emotional health. How's it going with God? And we're going to dig into this one a little bit more today. Uh, Your relationship, how how are you walking with God and honoring God in your life? And I think all of us can take steps in this direction. And I'm going to challenge you today in one of those steps. Are you ready for it? Okay, only one person in the room is ready for it. So I'm going to hold off. I'll get back to that one. And then with others, how's it going in your intentional relationship with other people, your intentional relationships with other people. And um, sometimes you're not sure how to do that. How do you have intentional steps to build relationships with other people? One of the easiest things that you can do, and I know you gotta be safe about it right now and be careful how you do it, but you can have a meal with someone else and it can change the the way that you relate with others. Just, just a relationship uh, can be strengthened by sitting across i say this all the time, everything changes around the everything changes around the table, everything changes around the table, yeah, so maybe it 's just inviting somebody uh, to share a meal with you and if you 're uh, right now if you 're kind of staying home and you 're not doing the meals out with other people, zoom a meal with somebody else it 's crazy it 's weird, but it 's awesome, right? You can still be with other people. Technology allows us to do that a uh, couple of thoughts, and then i 'm going to challenge you in your in your uh, journey with God. Every action we take is a vote for the type of person we want to become. I'm going to let that settle in for a minute. Every action you take, every decision you make is actually a vote for the kind of person that you want to become. That's a little convicting. Right? Everything that you're doing in your life whether it's with your relationships, whether it's with your health, your physical health, whether it's with your wisdom, your business, every action, every decision you make is actually a vote to become the kind of person you want to become. And if we can kind of get some clarity around that, and keep that in front of us, we can probably make some better decisions going forward. Uh, James Clear said this, and he said, he continued on, he said this, the same way that money multiplies through compound interest. Do you know what compound interest is? It's a beautiful concept. Uh, If you don't know about compound interest, you should dig into it on Google and find out what compound interest is. It's beautiful, but the same thing is true with the decisions and the choices we're making every single day. The effects of our habits multiply as you repeat them. Some of you are like, this is so basic, Matt. Are you serious right now? Like this is what we're talking about. It's, but it's sometimes the most important steps are the most basic steps. We gotta get back to the fundamentals, right? I've got some coaches in the room, they would say this at the beginning of every season, you gotta get back to the fundamentals, right? You gotta get back to the fundamentals. And listen, the same way money is multiplied through compound interest, our habits are multiplied As we repeat them, time will multiply whatever you feed it. Now, come on. That's good. I didn't say it, James Clear said it. He studied the mind, he studied habits. Like, that's good. That's that's a good thing for us to be reminded of. Listen, regularly repeated decisions. Uh, not only become multiplied, but regularly repeated decisions will create momentum in certain directions. Now, let me, let's let walk through this, this principle, this idea. Regularly repeated decisions that we make and habits that we're putting into place will begin to create more and more momentum in a certain direction. Does that make sense? Like if you keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again, the momentum of your life will begin to move quicker in that same direction. So what begins as really difficult decisions and choices in our lives, if we will just repeat them and stick with it, soon we'll begin to find that now we actually have momentum behind us pushing us in certain directions. Let me give you some examples, some like real-world examples. I'll start with one that you'll just say, again, Matt, so basic and simple and ridiculous that you're even talking about this. A number of years ago, I decided to give up Coke. And some of you in the room are like, you were a Coke addict? <laughs> in Alabama, we call it all Coke. Pepsi, Coke, 7-Up, it's all the same. I woke some of you up. You're like, wait a minute, who are you? <laughs> That's awesome. But it can be true about that too. So I decided to give up Coke, and, and I wanted to not drink Cokes anymore. And what I realized is what was a really hard decision when I began this direction for my life, because I just thought they weren't good for me. Um, they might be good for you. They weren't good for me. And I would drink them, and I just want more, and all, all of that happened. So it began as a difficult decision because when, like, If you have Mexican food, my wife will tell you this, it's just, it's better with Coke. You know what I mean? Like Dr. Pepper, it's just so much better. And pizza is better with a Coke, right? And some of you are like, well, it's better with a beer. Whatever you wanna put in place, (laughs) you can put it in place. But for me, like drinking a Coke, just like it it was good. And so to make the decision not to get a Coke with my Mexican food was really difficult. Can I get an amen from some of you? You know what I'm saying, right? It's really difficult. And one day led to day two, led to day three, to five, to 10, to 15 days. It's been 15 days since I've had a Coke. Oh, my goodness. And then I fell off the wagon, and I drank another Coke. And then I had to start all over again. And again, it was difficult to do that. But what I found over time is the more I made the decision to say no to the Coke and yes to just a cup of water, I I began to find momentum behind my decision And it became easy over time to not drink a Coke. And now, like, I don't even have to think about it anymore. It's just easy not to drink a Coke. I just don't want to, like, I don't even desire that much anymore at at all. (laughs) Every now and then, you know, but but I I just don't, are you with me? Listen, the same thing is true, I've heard, from addicts. Like, the more times you put a needle in your arm or you sniff something, the, the more times you go down that path, it happens on the positive and the negative side. You're with me, right? The more times you do that, the more there's momentum behind you moving you in that direction. And you'll find that you'll crave it even more and more the more that you do it. You know what I'm talking about, right? All of us are addicted to something, by the way. Like, some of us are like, are we talking about addicts? Yeah, they're people, they should be, you know, that's not, you're an addict too. You just got to find what you're an addict to. Every single one of us are addicts. Some of us are addicts to this. Some of us are addicts to this. Some of us are addicts to this. I mean, it's all kinds of different things in our lives that, and the more decisions we make, there's momentum behind those decisions that move us in directions, And uh, for for a lot of men in the room, don't, don't elbow anybody for a lot of men in the room, some women in the room. Uh, What happens in the neuropathways of our brains when we look at certain images and things on our computer screens or TVs, neuropathways are created in our brains. And what brain science tells us is the more that we go back and look at images, uh, there are certain pathways that are formed, and those ruts get formed more and more. The more that we choose to go back to those images, and our brains move us in that direction, and all of a sudden, there is momentum behind our decisions, Are you with me? Got really quiet. And it happens to all of us. And I think there's good in this because the same momentum that can happen in negative ways can happen in positive ways. Because when you say no to that screen, Again, and again, and again, and again, and you fill your life with other things, all of a sudden, there's momentum in a positive direction, and that's where we want to move. Both directions, good and bad, we want to move in a healthy direction in all these different areas, wisdom, stature, with God, with others. And so, those decisions that might be difficult to make today and in the first 25 days, you'll find some momentum behind them. Hey, one of the, this is just a side note, side sermon, real quick. Um, I, I, last uh, November, uh, a preacher that I listened to on occasion named Stephen Furtick uh, preached a sermon called the, the, uh, the, the Momentum of a Decision. Oh, one of the best sermons. It's like an hour and a half long, it's like a long sermon. I was gonna preach it, and then I was like, an hour and a half, most of you are leaving, so um, I'm not gonna preach it, but uh, if you're up for it, just a great, uh, an unbelievable um, sermon about how our our decisions create some momentum in our lives. So what I wanna do, and how I wanna challenge you, um, I wanna challenge us to create some momentum in our relationship with God, our personal relationship with God. And I think one of the best ways to do that is, is through prayer. And we've said this a couple times, that prayer is something we're gonna be talking a little bit about this month uh, in a repeated way to, to continue to move us in a, in a direction of, of building um, what, what we might call favor with God or relationship with God. Don't think of favor the way that North American, we normally think about favor, like if I build a relationship with God or if I pray enough, then God's gonna give me something. That's not what it's talking about, favor with God. Um, I do think there are good benefits that come from building a relationship with God, but it's not in a, in a way that we often in North America think about that. Um, are you with me still? So I want to give you some very practical ways, and I want to walk through a psalm to, to lead us in this direction, because the psalms are uh, a collection of really prayers uh, between humans and God. And it's a great prayer book for us. And so I'm going to take one, and I want to walk us through it and give you some ways that maybe you can do this in the next week or two um, to, help, to help you. And if you're someone who's like, man, I'm probably not going to pray this week and begin that journey, uh, totally understand, I think you can find something in this one psalm today that might be transformational in your journey. So are you awake? Are you with me? Are we ready? Yes. All right. Man, I feel like I not getting everybody. I'll wake you up here in a second. So I'm going to begin with uh, Psalm. I'm going to open up my app, and I'm going to invite you to open up your app as well, if you'd like. And um, we're going to open up to Psalm. Here's the first. I did screenshots to help as well, Psalm 139. So this is in version or what's called the Bible app, which you can download. There's been millions of downloads. It's unbelievable. It's a great tool for you. And um, so I want to walk through this Psalm 139 as a prayer. You with me? Okay, here we go. David's writing this, and this is what he says. "O oh Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel, when I'm at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. Now, like think about that just for a second. God knows what you're going to say before you even say it. Some of you are like, "I don't know that that's good." But stay with me. Stay with me. I mean, the first part of this is this this simple prayer um, that, Father God, you know everything about me. And here's what I want you to know, that your Father in heaven, God, whether or not you believe in him at this point, he knows everything about you. And he knows what you're going to say before you say it. So here's the next little section. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is, is too wonderful to me. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's my interpretation. And then he says, um, the next, next slide, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. And some of you are like, that's really not good. If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, dwell in the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me. Your strength uh, will, will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I can't even hide from you. Even in darkness, I can't even hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Now, now this prayer is God, you know everything about me, and not only do you know everything about me, you're always with me. Father God, you are always with me. God, you know everything about me, and I cannot escape from your spirit. Now, I know some of you in the room are super uncomfortable with this, right? You're, you're like a little uncomfortable. Like, I'm not sure I want God to be just everywhere that I am, but God is with you wherever you go. You cannot escape his spirit. He's with you everywhere everywhere. And then David says in this next section you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was being woven together in the darkness of the womb. Not only does God know everything about you, and not only is God everywhere that you are, that you can't escape him, but he's the one who made you. Like, he's the one who formed you. You are a result of the workmanship and craftsmanship of God himself. Like, you were created by God. Now, are you with me still? Are you still here? This next part is crazy. So, He knows everything about us. He's always with us. He's the one who formed us. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God. They can't even be numbered. Here's the good news. God knows what you're gonna say before you say it. God knows that you're gonna be somewhere that you shouldn't even be. And his thoughts about you are still good. Are y'all even here today? (laughs) Come on. Like, God knows the mess that you are about to make in your business, in your relationships, in your marriage, with your kids. God knows the mess, and he still loves you. He still loves you. He's the one who put you together. He knows you're going to make a mess, and he still chooses not to leave you. He chooses not to leave you. Which means God chose you and He chose me. God chose you. Now, you want to talk about the momentum of a decision? I have made more mistakes. I've willingly chose to hurt people more times than I'd ever care to admit to you. And God's decision has been to stay with me every time. God's got some momentum behind his love for me and he's got some momentum behind his love for you. That's good. Like God's got some weight behind his love and his presence with you. His thoughts about us are unbelievable. Now, listen to the next thing that he says. Oh God, if you would only destroy the wicked. (laughs) Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. This is this this part reminds me that David's human. All the other stuff, you're like, yeah, that's the Bible. Of course, it says all that. This re- this reminds me that that David's just like you and like me. Because when you're driving down Shea, you're just like me. <laughs> you're like God, if you would just smite them from the, I don't even know what smite means, but I remember somebody, an old preacher saying at one time, if you would just smite them from the face of the earth, if you would destroy the wicked who drive 40 miles an hour in the left-hand lane, if you would, I knew I'd get some amens in the room for that, if you would just smite them, destroy the wicked, they are murderers, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Look, he he tells he tells God that he wants God to destroy the murderers. David was a murderer. You remember that story? David was a murderer. I don't even think David at this point knows what he's saying. He's so caught up in this like, God, you love me. I mean, beautiful words. You're with me. I can never escape you. Your thoughts about me are awesome. God, you should destroy this group of people because if they didn't exist, life would be better. Tell me that doesn't resonate with some of you in the room today. And I'm not even talking about what you think I'm talking about. Now, come on. This next line... This next section is the piece of the prayer that I think changes us. Because David recognizes all these truths about God. He's always with us. He knows us. He formed us. He loves us. And David hates a certain group of people. The wicked, he calls them. But then, David ends with this. But search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts, and point out anything in me that offends you, and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Now, look at this. Um, We'll see if we can do this real quick. Let's go back to that very first slide, Tony, of this, this little section of, of the um, Bible app. What's that first line say? Oh, Lord, you have examined my... Okay, now, Tony, go back to where we just were. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. What did David say? That God had already... He already knows, right? He's already been there. But David... I think what David's saying is I'm not sure what's down there. Come on. I think what David's saying is I'm not even aware of the darkness and the sin that lies deep within me. So God, I need you because you've already examined. You already know it. I need you to point out what I don't see. And I wonder if God, when David prayed this, I wonder if God pointed out his hypocrisy and began to move him in a new direction. Are you with me? Now, I don't know that. Some of you are like, is that in Scripture? I I don't know that. I just wonder if this prayer is a prayer for us to be honest, to acknowledge the awesomeness of God. You're always with me. You know me. You know everything about me. You love me. I can't escape from you. God, unbelievable. I hate these people. But God, I need you to reveal the darkness in me and the hypocrisy and the sin within me so that I might live in a healthier way out here. Does that make sense? So my challenge Our challenge is to pray in such a way that we don't just ask God to be a genie, to do something for us, to fix other people. Come on, now I'm gonna step on some toes. We don't just pray that God would be a genie and fix other people, we actually pray in such a way, in a personal, relational way, where we say, but God, you know me better than I know myself. And therefore, I open myself to you to point out in me what I don't even know lies deep within. And if you need a human example, your parents, your spouse, oftentimes they see something in you that you never see in the mirror yourself. And you know it, and they bring it up, and you get defensive. I'm not talking out of experience here. I'm just, I, some of you have told me this before. <laughs> like, they say something, and you just dig in your feet, and you're like, that's not true. You can't tell me what I'm thinking You don't know what I'm thinking, you don't know my mind. Come on, kids, you've never said that to your parents, have you? Again, not out of experience, I just, some of you in our counseling, you've told me this before. And the momentum of that decision to be defensive can have devastating consequences. The momentum of that decision repeated again and again can have devastating consequences in your relationships, the most important relationships in your life. And listen, the same is true with your relationship with God. Some of us would say, I have, I've, I've tried, Matt. I've tried to pray. I've tried to open myself. And I just, nothing, there's nothing from God. And so I quit a long time ago. And I would say, there's momentum behind that decision to quit. You've got momentum behind it. And if you want to move in a new direction with God, start a new habit, and find momentum in a in a daily prayer, in a daily openness of your your relationship with God. Um, we always do a U-version plan. We try to do one as as much as we can. And so you can you've got your phones out already. Some of you are checking the score, but like there's a. Seven-day reading plan. You can just type in bit.ly slash pray psalms and you'll have a seven-day journey this week. Uh, a number of us will do this together and you can make comments on there and um, hear from other people, but that can become a prayer journey for you. Just seven days. Um, and maybe that, maybe that would be a good, start a good direction for you. Okay, now maybe you're doing that. That's fine. When you're done, put it away. Wake up the person next to you. Tell them, Matt's got something to say to you. No, seriously, tell them, Matt's got something for you right now. I've got something for you. You ready? I want you to know. I want you to know that God chooses you. God knows the the places and the pieces that are inside of you that you don't want to admit to anyone else in your life. God knows that. And he still chooses you. Like there's a momentum behind God's choice for you. He's chosen you again and again in all the mistakes that you make, in the addictions that you're caught up in, in the, the train wreck of relationships that you've got in your past. And some of you right now are like, how do you know me so well? Listen, all of us do it. All of us know, all of us do it. And there's a momentum behind God's choosing you but we have to choose him like we God loves us so much that he gives us choice like we have to choose him and the honest truth is we have to choose him every single day again and again You know, we have to wake up, create some momentum behind our decisions. And so what I want to do right now is I want to give you an opportunity in this room and online to choose God. Some of you chose God a long time ago, and you've been walking with him and honoring him, and you get to choose him again today made this decision, you know, and you just get to be a part of choosing him again. And it's so good. Some of you chose God a long time ago and then you've made some decisions that have moved you away from him. And he continues to pursue you and love you and and you get get to choose today to God, a relationship with God. Some of you have never made this decision. And today I want you to know that God knows you, he's with you. You can't escape him. His thoughts about you are mind blowing. He loves you that much. He chooses you. And in that knowledge, you can just simply say, God, I choose you. I choose to walk in relationship with you, to receive the gift of life, That you have for me. So I want every head just to be bowed. I'm going to bow my head. And online, you can do this. I know it might feel weird online, but you can choose God wherever you are in this moment. And what I want to do is I want to lead us all in a prayer. And um, for the benefit of all of us, I just, those in the room and online, just, I'd invite you to just say this prayer with me. And together we would just make a decision to choose God. So I'm gonna, I'll give you a line and then if it's something that you wanna pray, just pray it with me, all of us in the room. Father God, thank you for loving me. You can even say it out loud. I know it's weird to say it out loud, but you can say it out loud. So Father God, thank you for loving me. Father God, thank you for choosing me. Father God, today I choose you. I believe Jesus was your son. I believe he died for me. I believe he was raised to give me a new life. And so I choose you just as you chose me. Thank you for this gift of love and life. In Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Listen, you can choose God today. And you can choose God every single day. And it's a good one. It's a good decision. And it's good to get some momentum behind that decision. We're going we're gonna to close in, in a song. So would you stand with me in the room? And here's the deal. If you, today, if you prayed that prayer... I'd love to know about it. You can send me an email, matt at mcdowell.church. Let me know. Or cameron at mcdowell.church. You can email him. Uh, we'd love to know because we want to just celebrate with you that, that decision and maybe help you with any steps that, that might be helpful in your journey with him. So just let us know. We'd love to celebrate with you. Uh, and if you have complaints, just uh, joe at mcdowell.church. Just let him know. <laughs> Listen, God loves you. He's going to go with you when you leave this room. I know some of you have to take off. Uh, the band's going to play us out. And so if you have to go, uh, may God make his face shine upon you. And you're rising up in the morning and in you're going to bed at night. May his glory find its way into your life. May you know his love is abundant and true. And may you choose God every single day of your life. Amen? Amen.